Hello everyone, welcome to Chat Club. I'm your host, Alan Hilchey, and there's definitely only one rule in Chat Club. Everybody talks about Chat Club. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. <laughs> Not really making sure I make a lot of sense here, but that's okay. Um, I just want to talk about the last podcast and how everything was a little different. I didn't have any intro music, outro, and I just definitely wanted to experience something different for my listeners just to... Somebody sitting in the room talking to you and really engaging with you uh, through the voice and just close your eyes and you can actually have a conversation. It's something a little different. I just thought it would spin off and make people think a little more positive during everything that's going on. I mean, right now we have a lot of things going on. The Ukraine getting invaded by Russia. Still in this pandemic, we had a convoy in Ottawa. A lot of negative stuff that could be missing absolutely negative stuff in the world but how do we get through this how do we get ourselves in a mindset to not invoke our fear and our negative views and thoughts on everyone else so this episode here is number 34 and i want to talk about reframing your mind during this whole pandemic and everything that's happening with the world today try to think more positive so you hear a lot about books out there that are self-help. Uh, there's expertise, people, expert people. There's uh, expert instructors. They have courses, solutions. They have books like Declutter Your Mind, Mind Over Mood. And a lot of these books are pretty cool if you have the time to sit down. And I'm not a reader. I'm more of a listener. So it doesn't tune to everybody. These are great, but money is also involved which is always not a bad thing to do. To invest in yourself is a good thing. It should be your most important thing and not worrying about other things in life. You should be worrying more about that. And whether it's doing gym or counseling and stuff like that. So how do we reframe our mind from negative thoughts? Firstly, we have to recognize the negative thoughts and how we feel. And does this thought make myself feel badly about myself? So, how do you reframe negative thoughts? So, we're going to dig this a little deeper. How exactly do we reframe these negative thoughts? I think the first thing is awareness. Uh, focus on the negative thinking traps um, that you always get into when you, when you think of things. And you have to be aware of it. Awareness is the number one thing. Like, oh gosh, I just said that. Okay. Now you put a pause on. Now you get asked the question. Really ask yourself questions to get a better understanding and how cognitively cope with this negative thought. And cognitively is more or less your brain. How do we how do we revamp it? How do we rewire how you think? Because a lot of these thinking processes that we have is been since we were younger. School, uh, parents teaching us, role models, hockey, coaches could be just about anybody that we get a lot of our cognitive functions because we learn how to do these coming up with an alternative view so this is called the reframing and um, basically the benefits of reframing is, is by taking a more flexible open mind approach positive reframing can allow you to be can allow you to do a lot of things like re reduce your stress be more resilient improve relationships See and act on new opportunities. 
be more thoughtful and open-minded, a greater happiness in life. So this is basically some pros to reframing your thinking. So personally, I've had to do this with my eating habits. I was 330 pounds plus, and I surely feel it. So I had to make a commitment to myself to get healthier. Now I'm going into my, I think, six-week week. I'm doing more healthy eating, being healthier with my choices. Do I sleep? Yes, I do. But how do I turn this around? Well, I'll focus on what I can control in the future. So, which is so empowering. I can control tomorrow. can't control what it is did. So, a lot of times I'd fall back and I'd be done and say, all right, I screwed up. I'm done. So, I had to focus on what I can control. Uh, you know, prepared meals are the key. Pre-planning for the week. Eating portions that have helped me with my snacking. Limit the amount of eating so I'm not overeating. And you have to train your body to do this. The result is mostly small but rewarding. I'm losing weight slowly, but my weight was put on over time. I put on at least over 100 pounds since I was in correction. So that's quite a bit. Well, I would say 80 pounds. Um, so, I mean, that's been over 20-some years. So how did it get there? Because of my probably negative thinking and using my emotions through through food like we all do. But things are changing for me mentally. This week I started with the gym. I'm going to cardio and I'm eating healthier. So positive thinking helps with stress and can even improve your health. And indeed, some studies have shown like personality traits and optimism and pessimistic views can affect your areas of health and your well-being. It's how to get out of those pessimistic views is, is the key. Positive thinking usually comes from with optimism and is the key component to effectively you know, manage your, your stress. And those are big things. So when you get into this, there's and I've got a slew of information from the internet and I've picked a lot of different parts that I thought would be very helpful. So bear with me as I go through a lot of the stuff and I relate it to myself and, you know, cognitive reframing. It's about what happens to you and how do you reframe it? So it's almost like you're painting and, and you're redoing a whole new picture. You're painting a new canvas. So you're trying to retrain your new thoughts. So the best thing about this is if you don't like the picture you're painting, you can always paint it white and start your canvas again. Or you can start with black or whatever way, whatever color that you seem fit. White well, usually seems to be the light, very positive color. So I'm using white because I think that having positive things is, is the best way. All situations happen to you in life and there's no inherent meaning. You're the one who signs the meaning and seeing what situation and what certain frame it is in. So with cognitive reframing, you can change the way you look at something and consequently change how you experience. So this approach can enable you to implement the ancient wise wisdom, as they say here. You can't always control what happens to you, but you can certainly control on how you react to different situations, no matter how tough a position you can be in. So... 
if you want to change something, be it how you feel, how do you do things or what do you believe? The change always begins with you switching your thoughts and reframing the reality or the situation that you're in. Your thoughts are about situation that are, have happened to you are always more important than the situation itself. So I've also talked about in my other mental health podcast, I've talked about cognitive behavioral therapy. And they call the CBT. And it's offered to a lot of people that have mental health challenges. And it's one of the, I think, the forefront solution-based problems that help people to reframe their thinking. Because their emotional brain always goes towards the negative. So it offers two very practical and easy, applicable exercises when it comes to managing your thoughts and interpreting events. So I really like this one where it says emotional accounting. So emotional accounting is transforming transforming specific negative thoughts into positive ones. Cognitive reframing, transforming specific negative events into more positive ones. So both exercises pretty much work the same way. Some events happen to you. You perceive an event as a negative one based on your toxic core beliefs that causes automatic negative thoughts and negative feelings, which leads to inaction and depression. So with emotional accounting, you strive transformation, automatic negative thoughts into more positive ones. While cognitive reframing, you try to find more constructive interpretation of what is happening to you. It gives you an opportunity to neutralize the negative feelings to a more action-based orient, oriented. So, I mean, those are pretty cool. I like that. So, there's another thing that has three key goals you want to achieve with cognitive reframing. Negative frames or stories that you tell yourself about different life situations are always based on irrational core beliefs that lead to self-defeating thoughts, emotions, and actions. It's almost like that cartoon where the kid has that cloud, and I think of Charlie Brown, always has that steam, and it's like Charlie Brown always thinking that everything's going to happen. He always thinks that something negative is going to happen, and he never has any positive. And the way Charlie Brown is kind of what everyone else is. They have, have these negative frames that they use. So... When we get into so-called cognitive triad, where you're repeatedly emphasizing the negative view of yourself, the negative view of the world, and the negative view of the future. The main point of cognitive reframing is to find more positive interpretation, view, or experience of an unexpected adverse events, concepts, or even ideas that you dislike. So basically what they're saying here, it's pretty high-tech stuff. They're using big words, but basically what they want to do is use different words to think, try to find, it's almost like my podcast, Hope and Little Things. You find the positive things, the little things. What can be positive in the situation? Okay, things didn't go my way, but you learn from them, and you learn different ways of saying different things. 
So identify the bigger narrative of what is happening. The big picture, the narrative. So the three goals that you want to achieve by performing cognitive reframing. You want to describe, describing your situation as accurately as possible. Your negative mind loves to see the reality darker than it is, especially when something negative happens to you. With cognitive reframing, you want to make sure you see the reality as accurately as possible, including all negatives and positives without the big cognitive distortions. So that's the number one key. Number two is elim uh, eliminate, illuminating personal power. Just like your mind loves to see the reality of the darker than it is, it also loves to portray the way you have less power than you really are. Less powerful than you really are. With cognitive reframing, you also you want to accurately understand your ability to come up cope with the event. So this is big here too. Because a lot of us we like to portray ourselves less powerful than we really are. That we can't really change the situation. It's kind of the situation that's been brought and I've always been told not to or always had the experience not to feel anything positive. It comes down to how we grew up, who has impacted us in our life, what events have led to any impactful or traumatic situations that have been towards us, impacts our reality and our power, power as to change the situation. Brainstorming alternative views. So in here, you want to find a better alternative views of what is happening to you. You want to seek a redemptive narrative. The redemptive narrative example frame tells the story of a life where tough events have also brought something good with time. So when we're talking about brainstorming for alternative views, yes, you grew up hard and stuff like that, but you grab, grab some resilience, some understanding, and some empathy, and all kinds of different things that you can grasp from tough situations. Learning from them in a positive manner is one of the most things that you need to learn. So, consequently, you can feel and think and act more rational. So, really, what more can you ask for to act rational in these times? <laughs> so, where do default reframes or default frames come from? So, we're talking about our default, what we naturally perceive. The default is how we react every time. Um, we always act negatively. So, every time we are, are, we are acting the same way. So... Before we get into this, so our defaults are from our past experiences and how we're told to react um, from our how we've been raised to teachers, coaches, uh, partners, spouses, boyfriends, groups, friends, all can all impact us in that and how we think because it can surely bring us down in our confidence and our power. And especially toxic relationships are a big thing that add default frames. So that's what happens when you get into a new relationship that you're always thinking that because this happened and it could be a totally different experience from what you experienced from before, 
this is what's going to happen. And it's not necessarily what is going to happen. It's just that your mind's trained cognitively to think that way. You're experiencing life and everything that happens to you on a base on your subjective interpretation of reality. So it's going to be called subjective reality, they say. So your subjective reality is anchored by your core beliefs, values, past experiences, expectations, and many other factors. Many of us have had it hard the last two years with COVID restrictions, uh, being social distancing, uh, being the new norm. It's really hard. Like We have kids that come into this world that are now living with these restrictions and think it's normal. Are we ever going to get to where we want to be? eventually over time but we're also going to always have that fear of what's the next thing and what's going to happen now and everyone's into these conspiracy theories and stuff like that not so much into that so basically it's your own lens what you look through how you perceive life experiences as well as how you react what's good what's bad what do you like what you don't like what to focus on in a particular situation? Which actions to take in a particular situation? What should happen? What should you expect? So here's a real big thing is not two people experience or react the same event in completely the same way. We all experience life in our own subjective lens, our own way, our own looking glass. So we're always going to have different views from other people. We may have the same experience, but we'll experience it differently. So another experience, here they put an example on here. When two people see a homeless dog on the street, one gets scared, carefully watches the dog every move, while the other one person runs straight to the dog and starts to pet him and show him love. Obviously in the subjective reality, one sees the homeless dog as danger, and the other person sees the animal in need, needs love. So, when we get into this real big word, so different territories on your subjective map reality are called schemas. And schemas are mentally structures, provide a framework for representing some of the aspects of the world. Schema is basically a thought or a pattern behavior that organizes information in your head. So the schema is basically your values over time it talks about. Just puts a, like a specific word on it. So when we talk to subjective reality, schemas, frames. So when schemas are triggered, they generate an automatic thought, strong effects, and behavioral tendencies. They can also cause us all quite a lot of problems, stereotypes, prejudice, cognitive bias, are all based on negative schemas. Again, thought or pattern behavior organizes the information. So over time, we learn different things from our family, society, the groups that we're in, on different things and how we believe, and that's how stereotypes and racism come into play. You get kind of you kind of learn everyone else's thoughts. We're not taking uh, ownership of our own thoughts, and over time, they become the default, which I say is the automatic reaction that you always take.
So I want to get into something else here. It's called the formula for easily doing cognitive reframing on your own. So what I mentioned earlier about the active event, and then it goes to beliefs, schemas. It's basically your beliefs, pre-existing beliefs, ideas that contribute to stereotypes and racism stuff. And the next one has consequences. So the cognitive reframing is based on an ABC model. And it was constructed by Albert Ellis, one of the founders of cognitive therapy, one of the forefathers, apparently, in psychology. The first step is to write down three things. So basically, the first thing we need to do is accurately describe of the event, the accurate description of the event, the event that bothers you, that leads you to automatically dysfunctional thinking, which is called a active event. And at the first step, you try to describe what is happening as accurately as possible. Secondly is belief. Describe how you see the situation as accurately as possible. Try to identify your main beliefs around the event that happened. Help yourself with the following three questions. What caused the situation to happen? What does the event say about you? And what do you think should happen? Consequences is the next one. The consequence of what has happened, interpreted through your beliefs, results in a certain way of thinking, feeling, and acting. As a consequence, there are three more questions to answer. What kind of auto automatic negative thoughts go through your mind? Write them down. Identify the cognitive distortion. How do you feel about the event? Identify all the negative emotions on a scale of 0 to 100%. Is your automatic action, what is your automatic action? Describe your actual response to the situation. So these are, this should give you a good overview of how you see the event and the underlying beliefs. How do you feel, think, behave as an automatic response to that event? So now it's time to do the recognitive reframing to achieve what we will add D, dis disrupt E as an effective change to our modeling. So it's going to be A, B, C, hyphen, D, C. Dispute. Dispute is about challenging your thoughts, beliefs in order to see the reality more accurately. It's about finding a better frame that enables you to neutralize the situational emotions and act more rationally. Is there a set of questions you should be answered in your dispute process? Is the same thing how if the same thing happened to your best friend or a loved one, would they interpret the same event as you? Number two. How would you enter the name of your role model in this interpreted situation? What other potential explanations besides blaming yourself? For what is under your control and how could you have done better? And what completely was out of your control? Five, what are the counter arguments to your underlying beliefs, your past accomplishments, things you have to do? 
the praise you've got, and everything that proves the event is an exception. Six, what is the worst thing that could realistically happen, and how bad could it be? Seven, what difference will this one-time event make in a month, year, a decade? So it comes into the solution seven, as I always say, is is it a problem or an inconvenience? And that kind of determines the severity to me of what it is. Eight, are you sure that you are completely powerless in the situation? List all moves you could have made to get yourself in a better position. Nine, is thinking this way helping the situation or making it worse? Ten, what is the most positive interpretation of the event you can think of? So, basically, this is attitudes. We're looking at attitudes. Effect. So this is a big one. Write down in the final effect. The final effect should be more accurate of the situation, view of the situation, in a better narrative, disarmed negative thoughts and feelings, an action plan for performing better in a given situation. One, write down your new thoughts about the event. Two, write down your new feelings about the event. Three, write down your action plan you will put in motion. Now, you can download these free templates that are online that might help you reframe your cognitive beliefs to a more positive rather than a negative. So, most importantly thing about this reframing is still based on truth. So, the more real and honest you are, the more answers you will get, more positive answers. So it's challenging yourself, challenging yourself, challenging yourself for more clear, better, positive thoughts. So with re, re, um, so with all this information that I've given you, with cognitive reframing is your job to turn a problem into an opportunity. A weakness into a strength by matching or converting. Hurtful actions of others into understanding why. They are doing this instead of being a victim or engaging in fights and so on. So basically you're, what you're doing is reframing it to a more positive understanding of the situation. So every time that you come across a similar situation you can act a little differently. You must fight to hold on to the frame after reframing the situation. Practice this numerous times because this is what's going to get you through to think more positive. When you do a cognitive reframing, you will soon see your mind constantly strives to slip back to your previous toxic thinking. So every time your mind, your mind starts to wander off, and it hurt you by seeing more negative things than it actually really is. Consistently hold on to your new positive view in your head. You have to be stronger than the quotation mind monkeys. Or sooner and later, your mind will give up on these negative views. So this is some of the things that I read that I liked. So in my mind, six years ago, I did a lot of this rethinking, remodeling, and my approach. I used to take constructive criticism 
in anybody in my job back then as being negative towards me, not liking me, trying to make me feel powerless. So I always lashed out in a negative condemnation or didn't work effectively. Six years ago when I went through my mental health challenges, I really had to step up. I really had to look at myself in a mirror and basically see the things that I liked and I didn't like. And there was a lot of things I didn't like. I didn't like how I reacted to situations. I didn't uh, react very appropriately with my supervisors. Always thought them as the enemy. And they never were my enemy. It was my framing of how I viewed them. My experiences. And I learned from so many other correctional officers that they were the enemy. But they weren't. I was my own enemy. Because I was the one bringing my toxic culture to my workplace. And when you bring your toxicity to the workplace, it can spread. It's almost like the coronavirus. It will spread. Because everyone picks up on negative feelings quicker than they do positive. And if you notice that you're more people want to hang with you, you're a more positive person. People want to be around positive people because the things in their life aren't always as positive as it seems. And uh, my next podcast, I'm going to talk about I lost a fallen correctional officer last week, uh, actually this week, um, through suicide. So I want to talk a little bit about that and attitudes, and I want to talk about my experience and how things are hard and how my perception of the situation was uh, very different. So I'm going to wait for that one. So I hope this podcast has helped. And when we talk about reframing our thinking, we're changing our ways. We're changing how we do things, how we think, how we want to be and how we want to be perceived from other people. It's not a matter of being liked or anything. It's about loving yourself, about taking the steps to reframe instead of always constantly, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen, the Charlie Brown effect. We want to get away from that. We want to be more positive. How do we become more positive, we have to reevaluate how we act in certain situations. And we have to reframe how we think in a more positive manner. And once we find this manner, and make sure you write all this stuff down because it's a great way to look it up when you're when you're struggling for that. So I hope this podcast has helped you because going through it I've actually labeled some of the things that I have done in my life to be a more positive person, positive thinking, hope in little things, see the light on the little things, even though it seems very dark. Take one thing that's so positive that gets you through those days that you struggle and basically get you through harder times. So we're not thinking about hurting ourselves in various ways. We're looking at being a thriver. Not a survivor or a victim. We want to be a thriver. Thriver is always thriving. Thriving to be better. How do you be better? You learn. And you reframe your thinking. Cognitively. I'm Alan Hilchi. This is Chat Club. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you.